Welcome back, everyone, from the weekend. I hope you all enjoyed it. Today is another episode of the Southern Scrap Nations podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. Um, here, Monday, August 10th, 2020, in Charlotte, North Carolina, once again, or like as always, we'll be going over uh, UFC fight night, Derek Lewis versus Alexi Olianek. We'll go over the wins and losses on that card, as well as talk a little bit about the Bellator 243 card, um, and fight lineups. We'll also go over a little bit of MMA news this starting Monday. And then Wednesday, we'll talk about UFC 252. Uh, let's get to it. Two, yeah, 252, Stipe versus Daniel Cormier. And there's a bunch of good fights on that card. Um, Junior Dos Santos, Jorginho Rosenstruck, and Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera. So fun times. And a rematch that's fun and a Bantamweight matchup that's cool. Okay. So why don't we talk a little bit about the fights this past weekend. Let's check the fights this past weekend. I just saw a Jeff Neal's tweet. I'm going to read that to y'all in a little bit. Okay. So to take away from the from the fights in the lightweight division, Benil Dariush spinning backfist KO'd Scott Holtzman and being the eighth spinning backfist knockout of all time. Um, shout out to Andrew Sanchez for that beautiful one-two down the pipe on Wellington True uh Terman winning in the first round pretty early on. Yusuf Zalal getting another decision one on his record. Gavin Tucker submitting Justin Janes. In the third round, Kevin Holland executing a beautiful right hand on Joaquin Buckley in the third round of their fight. Nasrat Happersat coming back from his loss to um Drew Dober? Yeah, Drew Dober. His last fight coming back, getting the win over Alex Munoz and a decision. So, let's talk about the main event. Like I said, uh, or the main card. So, like I said, Benito Dariush getting the spinning backfist. Yana Kunitskaya, decision winning her way through Jul- Julija Soltolarenko. Um... Lithuanian fighter. She got her decision win. Honestly, the tale of that fight was just Yana's veteran experience. And, you know, this girl went for submissions. At least tried to better her position on the ground against Yana, but Yana just ground and pounded her. Keeping out of submission danger and then just racking up the strikes. Um, Darren Stewart getting that submission win over Maki Patolo and a standing guillotine, I'm pretty sure. And then in the co-main event, we have Omari Akhmedov versus Chris Weidman, where Chris Weidman... Um, I'm mostly just going to talk about the main event. Uh, Chris Weidman did what he needed to do to win. 
it seems as though the Chris Weidman when he was a champ slash coming up is not the Chris Weidman we have anymore. Not saying that Chris Weidman can't win. He's very good on the ground. His jiu-jitsu is very good. His top positioning is good. I mean, he held Omari, a Dagestani wrestler, in top position in a head and arm choke for the majority of the third round. Right? When he got down there, his jiu-jitsu transitions were perfect. He just seemed like the more well-rounded grounded fi- ground fighter. His stand-up to me seems a little bit gun-shy. It just doesn't seem like the same intent-throwing Chris Weidman. It seems like he struggles, um, not in a negative way, but it just seems like all he wants to do is take the person down. He's like, I'm done getting hit. I just want to take the person down, which is fair. You know, you take some big shots in your life, it makes you a little gun-shy. That being said, there's a way to mold your career where it works better in your favor to go for the strikes. And you and with his control, I, I favor his control on top a lot. I love it. I, I think the jiu-jitsu and his control on top will definitely... And he's kind of sneaky. Like, he knows these veteran moves. For example, Omari went for a takedown, and Chris tried to roll out of it. Like, he went side control, and then he tried to roll. It didn't work, but... It's just those little things where he shows proficiency in advanced techniques that maybe a lot of middleweights don't have or don't choose to work on. He's very technical on the ground. It's probably what I'm trying to get at. Also being big. He's big for middleweight. So I think there's a way. I'm going to go to the rankings. He could get some more. He just needs to get the confidence back in his hands. So Chris Weidman wasn't even ranked. Comes back. He beats Omari Akhmadov, which number 11. So pretty much anyone in front of him is going to give him a hard time. If he feels ready for it, go for it. I mean, he beat Kevin Gastelum. Uh, knocked out by Yo Romero. And he hasn't fought anyone else. Derek Brunson would be a good fight. And it would be a good fight for Derek Brunson. You know, give yourself... You went against the young up-and-comer. Could beat Chris Weidman, a former champion. It only gives you more of a reason to go up and wait... Or go up the rankings even more... To maybe get a fight with Jack Romanson or someone like that. If Jack doesn't fight Darren Till. Yoel's fighting Uriah Hall. And Kelvin isn't fighting anybody because he just lost. Or you throw Marvin Vittori in there. It's either Marvin Vittori or you give Chris Weidman Derek Brunson. I like either of those fights. So let's talk about the main event. Derek Lewis showing that no jujitsu is the best jujitsu. He is the baddest blue belt in Texas, and I think we can all agree on that. However, Aleski Olenek went in there. And I think just the fast power that Derek Lewis, 
frame by frame, throws a switch kick to start the thing off with a right hand. It's just a lot. It's a lot of fast, dangerous power coming at you. Derek, surprisingly, actually closes the distance and uh, and wraps Olenek up against the cage. Olenek starts working his Ezekiel choke from top. Derek Lewis has no qualms about it, doesn't really care. Um, just doesn't get submitted. Uh, then he... Then Alexi tries to do some pummeling. Derek Lewis throws him against the cage, starts unleashing ground and pound. Alexi, Alexi works his way to half guard. They work a little bit. Alexi's trying to form some sort of submission threat to create space or whatever. Gets on top, reverses it with a single leg, gets on top. Derek Lewis shows that it's almost impossible to submit him. Anyway, they end the round with Olienek essentially on top, almost finishing a Kimura. Now, as we've seen with Derek Lewis before, you try to throw Kimura up, he's just going to stand up. I don't know if he could, but the time ran out. I think he was just in that mindset that the time was going to run out and you're not going to get this arm in that time. They start the second round off. Derek Lewis... Jumping switch knee kick, or sorry, jumping switch knee, which, like he did with the first round, he tried to throw a kick, or he throws a kick, so this time he's throwing a switch knee, jumping switch knee, to uh, a chaotic right hand. Uh, he kind of just off-balances Olyanek and then throws a right hand when Olyanek's chin's positioned perfectly, floors him, and then ground and pounds. Derek Lewis has shown... That as far as heavyweight material goes, he gives everyone trouble. He's number four. He gives everyone except for, he beat Francis technically. He couldn't get DC. Junior gave him trouble. Knocked out Volkov. Knocked out Olianek. I don't think he ever fought over him. Maybe he did. Maybe he fought over him and lost. He lost to Junior. No, he never fought Overeem. That wouldn't be a bad fight, actually. Next, you just I, I could see giving Derek Lewis Overeem. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Overeem himself is coming off of a win. Um, yeah, he's coming off of two wins. But yeah, he beat Olenek and... Wait, hold on. Yeah, he just beat Walt Harris, and he lost to Jarzinho. Yeah, yeah, he just came off of a win. Okay, yeah, it would be a good fight. That makes most sense to me. Uh, okay. 
Okay, okay. So that was this past weekend's fights. I hope you guys enjoyed those because they were decent. This weekend's going to have some good fights. Um, so let's get into some MMA news. Let's see. Jorge Masvidal campaigning for a title shot. Leon Edward responds. Essentially, Jorge says six days, 20 pounds, flew to Vegas to Abu Dhabi, fought the champ, created the damage. He's out for a minute. I've been ready since I got back. Time to move the division forward. Your moves, hashtag super necessary. Then Leon Edwards says, fight me, then pussy, and let's get it. Stop with all the excuses and give the fans in the UFC what they want. I think that's what makes the most sense. Um, I don't. I think in Jorge's mind, he's like, why would I fight a guy that I already beat up t- in real life when he could just campaign and campaign for potentially a fight with the champion? But who knows? Who knows? Uh, also, this weekend, Michael Chandler knocked out Benson Henderson in the rematch at UFC or at Bellator 244. Uh, Michael Chandler originally beat Benson Henderson via unanimous decision, suplexing him like a bunch of times. And this time he goes in there with a clean 1-2, Henry Hoof style, and just knocks out Benson Henderson. Uh, also, rising 22 and 23, I guess, had, this, had fights this weekend. Oh, that was also Michael Chandler's last contract or last fight on his contract with the Bellator. So we'll see where he goes next. It could be UFC. All right, so Jeff Neal in the hospital. Let's see what happened. The past few days, I've been trying to find an eloquent way of say I almost died, so screw it. I almost died. It's really put a lot of things in right before my 30s. Huh. He's stuck in a dialysis machine. Huh. I wonder what happened. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Huh, well... Hopefully he recovers. Um, Alexei Olianek posts. He looks... uh, Curse Blaze wants to fight the Black Beast. Also seems logical. Um, Joe Santos giving his love and support to his girlfriend, Yana. Michael Chandler could be UFC bound. He did say 
So much love, so much excitement, so much speculation. 2020 marks a changing of the guard. Hashtag super necessary. Khabib be working hard. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya. Set. Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. Set. And then Davidson Figueredo versus Cody Garbrandt set for UFC 255. UFC 255 for Valentina versus Jennifer Maya. So that's your main and co-main event possibly. Should be a good card. Um, should be a good fight. Definitely break that down when I get closer to it. As far as like the Valentina and Jennifer Maya. Jennifer does have more fight experience than Valentina. So that's a difference of an opponent. And then Davidson Figueredo. And Cody Garbrandt swinging for the fences. But we'll see. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. postponed. Hmm. Oh, they're trying to... I think they're waiting to see if they can get people to maximize their revenue. They're waiting for, like, to allow people to watch it. Yeah, it's crazy. Pedro Munoz snubbed from the UFC video game. Calvin Cater not in the UFC video game. I just don't think EA cares that much about MMA, so it's like, it's a lot of the same fighters. They didn't really add too many people. Okay, okay. Uh, Any more news? If not, I'll break down, or I'll look at the card for Wednesday that I'll be breaking down, and then we'll call it a day, folks. Yeah. Yeah, Robbie Lawler steps in for Neil Na- to fight Neil Magny. Okay, okay. Um, that's all there. Let's see what MMA Junkies got. Da, 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 da. Roman Bogatov released by UFC after repeated illegal blows in the UFC 251 loss to Leonardo Santos. Oh. Damn. It's crazy. Because he, like, hit Leonardo Santos in the balls a couple times. Like, four times. Damn, that sucks. Hey, don't get me wrong. Like, fuck that dude. Oh, yeah, Gavin Tucker was escapes a rear naked choke and his pants fall down. He had some pretty sweet compression sorts. I would love some from Reebok. They're, like, camo. But they're cool. They're sweet. Uh, and then he turns it around and gets a arm triangle. Fun stuff. 
It's one of those things where the guy probably put all his effort into that rear naked choke. And he's like, I'm going to get him. And then Gavin Tucker being in the position that he was getting choked, but also having great defense, like he was doing the pushing up on the elbow to get it past your chin. So in that situation, I can imagine the person just like trying to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And maybe there's like enough space where it doesn't bother Gavin enough, but enough space where you can slide it up. And he slid it up over, caught the arm before his opponent could bring it back to his head. Spun around. It was pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, not so much news because it is Monday and the only news were the fights. So let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about. Okay. So in the main event, will any any fights to look at? Nothing on the prelims. Um, Herbert Burns, he's fighting. Gilbert Burns' brother on the prelims. First fight on the prelims. All right. So we're going to start the main card off with Magomed Ankalaev versus Iron Kutalaba, and that's a rematch from their previous fight where they had like a it just. The guy was playing possum, and then the ref thought he wasn't playing possum, so then he called the fight off, and everyone's like, boo, fucking boo, and so now they remade it. I don't know why it took him so long, but here we are. John Dodson versus Marab Dajfili. Uh, Matt Serra guy, relentless cardio, relentless pace versus John Dodson, the magician, at any point can knock you out, veteran of the sport. Um so it should be a good scrap. It should be like scrappy. Scrambles, everything. Fun. Junior Dos Santos versus Jarzinho Rosenstroik. We'll see how good the hands of Jarzinho are or if the kicks are going to be the determining factor, possibly the speed and, and power of Jarzinho going against the technicality. And heart, I guess, of Junior. I don't know. I don't know. Does Junior end up throwing an overhand right that turns his back to the hard-hitting guy like it did against Ngannou, or does he actually, like, don't, doesn't fear the power and goes technical with Jarzinho? Uh, Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera. This is a tough one, but it's Sean O'Malley, a guy that's 12-0, made waves in the UFC, made waves in the MMA world, made waves in the Twitch world. Celebrity potential status against Marlon Cheeto Vera, who veteran, but also kind of knew the sport, but has been going out there and putting on some significant wins and some awesome wins. Some say he didn't even lose his last fight. I agree. I watched the fight, him against Song Dong. I think he did more. It's one of those things. Song Dong also up and coming hype train. As much as he did get the win, it was a grueling decision. So do we see Sean O'Malley go in there and be able to display his full arsenal and have no and have nobody worry about or ha, have no worry of Cheeto touching him, or does he go out there and have to dig deep and see what he's made of against Marlon Vera, who I don't know, man. It, it, it's one thing to go it's from Eddie Wyland to potential top five contender. Like Marlon Vera is one of those guys. It's two hype trains. Um, one of them's hype train just took a little longer to get to the station. Sean O'Malley's been on a one-way ticket to Paydayville. Yeah, he's been getting paid, bro. All right, and then the main event, 
um, the two baddest men on the planet go head to head to settle this trilogy once and for all. Um, you know, we kind of, I didn't even realize this. Junior Dos Santos was a part of that, part of that. Uh, we already had one of these trilogy things with, with Kane and Junior for the heavyweight championship. Forgot about that. But yeah, anyway, so it's Daniel Cormier's last fight. Steve Bates trying to show everyone in the world that he's the better fighter. Daniel's trying to retire, obviously, with the gold around his waist, which I kind of see. Or John Jones moves up to heavyweight, and then he's like, I could do one more fight. So we'll see. But those are the fights. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday to break them down, or Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday to break them down. And, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the fights this past weekend. I guess I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Um, I have been your host once again, Daniel Jonas. And until next time, remember, check out SouthernScrapNation.com, SouthernScrapNation, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, all your listening devices, SouthernScrapNation.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Until then, stay safe. Peace.